Down to Business on News Talk with Electric Ireland, giving your business flexible tailored solutions for gas and electricity. Search Electric Ireland Business. Now, whether you're looking for a way to spread the word about your business and your brand, or you're facing a communications crisis, PR companies are usually your first port of call. So, how exactly does this business work? Joining me now to discuss this are three people from the world of PR. I'm delighted to be joined by Joanne Byrne from Presence PR. Jim Walsh is from Walsh PR and Mary O'Leary is from O'Leary PR. You're all very welcome to the programme. Uh, three people who have a lot of experience uh, in the business. Uh, Jim, we might start with you. Um, PR and the business, you've been in it a long time. Uh, how has it changed in recent years? What's the difference in a PR company of 2019 as opposed to one of 1989. Yeah, well, 1984, when Walsh PR actually began, so we're 35 years, so the changes have been quite dramatic in one sense. In another sense, everything has pretty much stayed the same because we still have to communicate on behalf of our clients with the whole range of audiences, but the techniques may, may have changed. Obviously, the, um, the advent of digital and social media has made a big difference now, and, and it allows you to target people much more defined in a more defined way um, but the days back in 1984 when you when you wrote press releases and had photographs and stuck the labels on the back of the photographs <laughs> and waited for the courier to come down to news talk um, are long gone and now right. everything is, is instant and does does the fact that uh, you mentioned social media there does that mean that people think that they can do their own PR is, is there an element of that that you're you're competing with everybody just like the restaurant critic, critic is, is competing with the food blogger. Well, there is to a small extent, not to, not to a great extent, because most organisations in Ireland now, and I don't think there's any organisation of any consequence in Ireland that doesn't employ professional PR people, mm. whether it's an agency or whether it's in-house, um, because they realise that you have, you know, communicating with people professionally needs a lot of thought. You can't do it on the hoof. You can't talk off off the hoof as lots of people have discovered <laughs> when they've come into this studio yes. um, so everything you've got to work at it's a business and you've got to work at it like any business you've okay. got to plan what you're going to do let's welcome our second guest Mario O'Leary again been in the business for 25 years odd uh, Mario you're very welcome to the programme you, firstly tell us about your business well my business will be an independent PR company uh, we employ five people um, like that 25 years ago we set up so we would have come off the similar kind of vein as, as Jim has there we've seen the evolution from the sticking captions on the back of your photographs and uh, I suppose it's really exciting now I mean it's a very different dynamic um, in terms of the speed uh, at which PR operates uh, I mean a simple tweet can send uh, communications into crisis so you really have to be prepared and on the ball the whole time okay. so I would say the speed has just really increased radically over uh, the years Has it become more of a 24-7 business than it, in the past? It really is a 24-7 business yeah. yeah without a doubt and I think the uh, PR companies are kind of um, aligned to that now so they're waiting you're, you're always waiting because you know you mentioned social media there but uh a simple tweet or misinformation can cause a crisis yeah. and the minute a crisis erupts you know normally we are preempting crisis so that we have our plans in place to avoid and to kind of stop that vacuum happening however a tweet and you off, know, you go. off you go and then it really is rolling into into that crisis management mode 
Now, our third PR guru in the studio is one Joanne Byrne from Presence PR. Joanne, you're very welcome to the programme. Firstly, tell us a little bit about your business, if you would. Um, we set up the business in 2003, um, and it is, uh, it's a boutique-style business, but it is um, very like Jim and Mary. It's consumer-facing, it's consumer facing, but you, you do, basically you do everything. You're a... You're a jack of all trades and master of absolutely none other than, you know, literally having the phone or a piece of, you know, communication equipment attached to you at all times. And I think the difference is the question that you asked Jim earlier. Absolutely. Everybody can do their own PR, but chances are they won't do it right. And what you when you come to a company like, you know, our three companies or anybody else in, in our industry, what you're getting is the hours that we have put in to building up a database of, of media, to building up relationship with people. So I always say to somebody when, you know, if somebody comes to me and they go, could I do it myself? Absolutely. But if you want to get Off to an ex-journalist, <laughs> I can hopefully get to that journalist within an hour or two, you may be waiting two weeks yeah. for them to come back to you. So it is, it's um, it's a, and it's a business that everybody thinks they don't need until they need it. And then, oh my God, do they need it? I was just going to ask you that. Uh, is there a sort of a, a, like, do people sort of devalue the trade on the basis that, and then there's a crisis and then I can't, I don't mind what you charge me. And you can't be here quick enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is, a, you're seen as, a, you know, sometimes you're seen as a as a necessary evil. Other times you, I mean, what was really interesting, actually, when the Celtic Tiger happened in 2008, I found, uh, and perhaps Mary and Jim found as well, that a number of my clients who would have spent a lot of money in advertising all of a sudden did not have that financial resource available to them anymore. So they came to us pretty much as a last resort. Sometimes sometimes I certainly feel with certain clients, I am somewhere between toilet rolls and biscuits for meetings. Right, okay. But all of a sudden, they were seeing the value of what PR could get. The value that... uh, the industry was able to was able to get for their brand, their product, their business. And I think when we kind of came out of the Celtic Tiger, a number of large companies did view public relations in a different light, yeah. which was great. I think I think strategy is is a big part of PR, and you know, I think the the bigger companies, probably more on the corporate side, that dealing you know, with public affairs or financial or technology, consumer as well, very much so. And I think it's more of a European. Uh, I think we're we're a, bit, a little bit late at the table in terms of consumer. Uh, however, your bigger companies like the beer companies, uh, the um, supermarkets, they all would really have seen PR as a fundamental. It's part of the marketing yeah, plan. Yeah. It's below the line. It's it's vital. It's an essential. Uh, and very much around strategy. So, I mean, when the marketing teams are, are coming together to design a plan, PR is right in there. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's, sorry, Bobby, it, 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 just to expand on what, what um, Giovanna was saying there, the great thing about PR, particularly in Ireland at the moment, is the, the range of different PR companies mm-hmm that any organisation has a great choice. There's something like 120-odd people offering PR services. Is it that many, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But, but vast majority of that will be one-man, one-woman companies. The Public Relations Consultant Association um, would probably have about 80% of all the business, right. 85% of all the business. But there's such a range. I mean, like Walsh Public Relations, for example, 
we don't do celebrity PR, we don't do entertainment PR. We're very much focused on the food industry, on healthcare, on NGOs, on sustainability, okay. and a good mix of corporate and consumer. What do you say to people, Jim, that say, you know, that are a little bit suspicious of spin and agendas and I suppose manipulation of 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 of, of or maybe being selective about uh, the facts that are released. In other words, and I want to say this, you know, without being offensive, but uh, you know, in other words, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a con. Uh, well, absolutely not. I, I mean, everyone wants to put the best foot forward. Everyone wants to be seen in the best light, if you like. And in terms of manipulation, I, I've 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 been in this business for probably about forty years, and I I don't think I I can put my hand on my heart and say I've never told a lie, particularly to a journalist. Never never told a lie to a journalist. In terms of manipulation, uh, we produce stories. We're talking about the media now. We produce stories for, on behalf of our clients and we present them to journalists. We present them to people like yourself. Those journalists make choices. They decide how they want to use this. Do they yeah. want to take it at face value? And trust is a huge part of our business. We have to be trusted by people, particularly yeah. journalists, because if we let, let a journalist down once, it's very difficult to recover and all our clients suffer from that. And what about the fact that journalists and broadcasters, they can be lazy. Uh, they can just take what you give and put it out as their own. Or That does happen. Yeah, well, I suppose it's a very small market and I think you'll be found out fairly quickly. You know, yeah. um, I think uh, what Jim says there, you know, when you're issuing a communication, there are so many ways now of, you know, kind of trying to find the bottom line. So it's not necessarily science. It's a couple of phone calls. It's a, a search. Um and like, I mean, for company accounts, I mean, you can't you can't falsify those because they just literally go online, check them out. So you can't bump up figures yeah, or whatever. Yeah, no, it's the all there. Will, it's available. Will. So, I mean, if you if you do lie, um, you're going to be found out. So trust is an integral thing. Trust yeah. and respect really are the key yeah. values. Joanne, you, you, you represent, uh, I think, some celebrities in that. And I think I've heard you say before that uh, the bigger the star, the easier they are. Um, yeah. Tell me the science behind that. I don't know. I, I don't know the science. I can only just talk by my own experience. I, certainly the, I have been lucky in, my, in, in doing what I do that I've met some really serious kind of, you know, serious big stars. And I always find that the bigger they are, the easier they are. Like the easiest person I've ever dealt with was Steven Spielberg. Right. Who, you know, to me is an absolute god uh, in filmmaking terms. But he was just, just the most lovely man um, so accommodating um, no piece of media was too small um, and just a total dream and you don't get that all the time but that's you know that's our business our business is to take our business is to take the good with the bad the rough with the smooth and we are we are the person that's going to be at the end of that call yeah. whatever it may be I think for me um you know, the key thing is being able to talk, being able to talk, being able to talk peer to peer, being able to talk to a client, to media. For me, um, if somebody is really interested in, in working in presence, you know, they'll, I'll ask them to come in. I want to hear their phone manner. Right. If somebody is on the phone, if somebody is on the phone and you sound like they're about to burst into tears all the time, you know, they're not for PR. Right. So uh, everybody, every PR company, no matter their size, will have their own 
have their own identity, like Jim, what Jim is saying. And, and the whole thing is, if you, uh, you know, if you're coming into my company and you're looking for the Nespresso machine at the corner behind a frosted glass, I'm not for you. <laughs> but, but there is a PR company that there is for that for that yeah. client and that's that's the i think that's the joy of the business you if you want a one person band with two clients you can find that if you want somebody who has specific experience you'll find that too and yeah. and um but to me you know as the as Mary and Jim are saying communication communication is the key and the old thing of picking up the phone and talking to somebody building a relationship Nothing can beat that. Yeah. No email can beat that. Jim, what about the pitch? Uh, we hear a lot about it, um, you know, where companies go out and they might call, say, all three of you here in uh, to quote or to bid for uh, their PR services. Um, that's business that you win and lose. Um, it's business that's, I suppose, it's costly. Putting a pitch together can be costly. Um, how do you find that end of the business? Yeah, they, they, well, it, it's very good at the moment. Uh, that we have a lot of new business pitches we're, we're working on just at the moment. But you have to look at it. We've been talking today about, uh, about mainly about the dealing with the media. But don't forget, and when people ask us to pitch, it's not just because of our media relations expertise. Because in any given day, we are researching, we're writing, we're producing um printed material, we're organising yeah. events and all of that comes into a pitch document when people ask us to pitch um, very often they're looking for those sort of services as well um, pitching is always something you've got to look very carefully at, if you know your own strategy and you know the areas you're good in you can determine which approaches that you will deal with yeah. and go after and then you look at is it a one-off project or is it going to be a long-term relationship and you make you make a decision based on all those uh, yeah. initiatives. And, 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 and there's a difference. Sorry, the, uh, just to, sorry. to finish that point, there's a big difference between state contracts and commercial contracts. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and would you would you essentially would you would you collaborate with others sometimes on a pitch, Mary? Uh, yeah. With um, other agencies. Yeah. Well, we'd normally now, I suppose, from a PR perspective, uh, we'd stay as the PR partner, but we would kind of integrate maybe marketing yeah, or yeah. research. You companies, could be a suite of, of a suite of services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there is kind of uh, more. I suppose, more movement towards collaboration, really, because um, particularly, I suppose, being an independent, small independent company, if you can provide those um, full 360 approach, um, including media buying, um, it can benefit a client like that. You know, it's mm. just one stop shop. It's one group, one team. Joanna, a, a lot of clients will have an expectation of landing stories and papers and, you know, getting talked about on radio and that. How do you manage expectation there in terms of, you know, if the story isn't really uh, that sexy or that interesting, uh, do you have to take it and try and find some angle on it that will make it interesting? Or sometimes do you have to manage the expectation of clients and tell them, look, you're not going to be on the front page of the Irish Times with this story? Um, I think my job is to absolutely manage the expectations of a client. Um, and if they want the front page of the Irish Times for a picture of a wall, then my job is to tell them that that's not going to happen. Right. Um, now, I think for all of us, uh, our job, we're in a create, we are creative. So our whole idea is to go to a client and kind of go, you want the wall. So let me tell you how we can make that wall slightly more interesting to yeah. the media. And if a client turns around and a client goes, I just want the wall. 
and you know they don't take on board maybe our suggestions then you know we 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 do the best that we that we can with them but yes i would be i would be renowned i suppose with my clients of being as one said you're too brutally honest yeah, um, yeah. but I, I think you have to be yeah so that so that when you get those wins when you do you're lucky enough and you do get uh, and you've worked at it and you get a, a picture that you've set up onto the front page of any paper or indeed, you know, highlighted in a, on a really good site that you can all enjoy it for that for that moment, for that brief moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jim, could I suggest to you that obviously it's a, a real business where time is money and you, you have to put a value on your own time um, and you obviously have to charge by time. Um, tell me a little bit around that. How, how do you value your time and other people's time within the organization well within the within our organization we 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 base our time on obviously on hours put into client work and and we set a rate for every executive which is usually based on what they're they're being paid right um and so we have a we have a, a rate which we try to get um for every pitch now sometimes you go up or you go down yeah as i said earlier on depending on the type of contract it is if it's a long-term contract you might be prepared to take a little bit less, but we, you still have to make a profit. Of course you, you do. Know, you still have to be profitable. And um, so you, 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 you are based on hours, but then you've, got to, you've also got to put in, Joanne mentioned there about creativity, because you've also got to make an allowance for that as well. You know, everything, there's no point in just looking at somebody's hours they put in. It's how they use those hours, yeah. you know, which is really very important. So yeah. it's very, I, I say to younger people, certainly who come into the business when I, I do some lecturing from time to time, I say two words, join and read, because I, I think if you join, you're networking, you're learning all the time, because there's a great thing about this business is that you're constantly learning, yeah. because you're not only doing all the things I said earlier on about design work and printing and event management, you're doing it across a whole range of sectors. Sure. You could be dealing with pharmaceutical companies, you could be dealing with retailers, you know, yeah. uh, so you're learning all the time, and it's a very interesting business for learning. Yeah, brilliant business. Um, Marie, what about the future of the business as you see it now? Uh, as somebody who's been in it a good number of years, uh, mm. where do you see it going? Do you see smaller, more specialist agencies uh, in tandem with bigger corporate groups? I think the evolution of the business over the last 15 years has been radical and it's set to continue. I think there was, um, and hopefully Joanne and Jim would agree with me, I think when digital marketing came in, there was a wobble within PR because you had clients who were suddenly saying, oh, digital marketing, we leave the PR piece and we'll go with the digital marketing. However, they were forgetting about the content and the, communica excuse me, the communication piece. So if you have your fundamental tool, your press release or your media release, that's the content and that's really what goes out. I think the PR industry has recovered from the digital marketing scare and it's been more incorporated into PR yeah. and into the, the marketing mix. I think PR will stand up very strongly now going forward. I think in light of the speed of communication, there is more need for it to be yeah. part of business, part of industry. Uh, so I think it's going to really take, take a stand for itself. I think in terms of the global situation, there's more kind of ac acquisitions of uh, PR companies by the big global players. So we have these, then we have our independence, which will continue. And you'll always have the the, the smaller one or two man operators. Yeah. And I think that's fundamentally it. But if demand is increasing, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's agency to client. So last word to you, Joanne Byrne, in terms of the future of the business, uh, where do you see it going? I am extremely optimistic about the business because I love it. I mean, I'm in the really lucky position 
that every day I get up and go into my office and love what I'm doing. And I know how lucky I am yeah. that I am, I'm not going to a job I don't like or I have to stay in. Um, I would totally kind of absolutely agree with Jim. I got an email the other day from somebody where it started, Hi, Joe, I wanna. W-A-N-M-A. So that's not a typo. They absolutely, deliberately wrote Standards it like that. Standards are falling. And my heart sank. My heart sank. And I, for me, I can't agree more. The, the you know, people coming into our business, they need to be, they, they need to be inquisitive. They yeah. need to be creative. They need to read. They need to, um, they and that's my worry. That is my worry that um, that in the world that we're living in now, where everything is a quick fix, that people just expect that quick fix. Okay. And relationships aren't quick. Okay. I'd like to thank my PR guests, Joanne Byrne from Presence PR, Jim Walsh from Walsh PR, and Mary O'Leary from O'Leary PR. Thank you all very much for your contribution and every success to you all in the future. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. Down to business on News Talk with Electric Ireland. Giving your business flexible tailored solutions for gas and electricity. Search Electric Ireland Business.